Welcome to the Pack Mentality Podcast, your ultimate guide to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I'm your host, Matt Banwer. Today, we're going to delve deep into a topic that's often misunderstood, calorie deficits. Many people think that they should maintain a calorie deficit for an extended period of time to lose weight, but that's not always the case. In this episode, we're going to explore why you shouldn't stay in a calorie deficit forever, the potential negative consequences of doing so, and how to transition back into maintenance calories when the time is right. So let's dive right in. To kick things off, let's define what a calorie deficit actually is. I have Caitlin here to help me today. Caitlin, what is a calorie deficit? Uh, A calorie deficit occurs when you consume fewer calories than your body needs to maintain its current weight. This forces your body to use stored energy, such as fat, to make up the difference. And the result? Weight loss. Interesting. So it seems pretty simple and straightforward. It's crucial to remember that the human body is a complex system that constantly adapts to changes in its environment. So when you maintain a calorie deficit for too long, it can lead to a range of negative consequences. Do you want to chat a little bit about that? Sure. So one of the uh, negative consequences can be slowed metabolism. Over time, your body adjusts to the lower calorie intake and starts conserving energy. It does this by slowing down your metabolism, which can make weight loss more challenging and potentially lead to weight regain when you return to a normal calorie intake. Interesting. So what are some of the negative consequences? Like what would happen if my metabolism slowed? Uh, you essentially just uh, maintain, you know, gain weight. Um, you wouldn't have as much weight loss. Uh, you'd have more muscle loss, if anything. Um, you'd stay in a calorie deficit for too long can result in uh, severe muscle loss. The body will begin to break down muscle tissue to provide energy, which can ultimately decrease your overall strength and negatively impact your body composition. Right. So being in a deficit for too long can lead you to being essentially skinny fat. And when you're in that position with a slow metabolism, it's harder for you to burn those extra calories to burn the fat off. And at the same time, you're losing muscle. So it's kind of a double whammy there, right? Yeah. And in addition to that, you also have some hormonal imbalances. You know, prolonged calorie restriction can also affect hormone production. Um, For example, it can lead to lower levels of leptin, the hormone responsible for signaling fullness and regulating energy balance, which can increase hunger and make it harder to stick to a reduced calorie deficit. Okay. So let's talk about... but. Don't you need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight? Yeah, but you don't want to be in it for too long of a period of time, right? You want your body to return back to normal. You also want to go through a bulking phase, um, also putting on some muscle mass and some fat mass, and then re-going through a cutting phase again. It's always good to go through cycles, right? Cycles in our training, cycles in our uh, nutrition. Right. Can you tell us what... I guess the ideal calorie deficit would be how many calories? Anywhere between 300 and 500 calories is what um, most people would be on. If you want to be in a severe calorie deficit, it would be more than 500 calories. And how much weight can you expect to lose per week on a 500 calorie deficit on average? Uh, probably half a pound is healthy. Some so people, that's realistic. Yeah, some people can see you know a pound uh, loss, but that might be a lot of water weight um, in addition to fat loss. 
So it's just kind of playing the waiting game and not overdoing it, right? Yes. And how long would you personally recommend someone be at a calorie deficit? Um, anywhere between six and eight weeks, probably a good two months at the most. And then again, cycling back into a maintenance phase, a bulking phase, and then re-going back into a cutting phase. Right. Okay. Let's move on to the importance of cycling out of a calorie deficit. So clearly staying in a calorie deficit forever is obviously not sustainable or a healthy approach to weight loss, although it does work. Um, but how do you know when it's time to stop? There's really no one size fits all answer. I know we said about six to eight weeks and that's kind of a good starting point. But I mean, it, there's so many factors that go into this and includes which includes your starting weight, your goal weight, just where your overall health is, how frequently you're training. And it's essential to listen to your body and consult with a professional to determine the best course of action because we all react to calorie deficits or diets differently. And once it's time to transition out of a calorie deficit, you may want to gradually increase your caloric intake to find what your maintenance level actually is, because that could be difficult as well. It's one thing to find the calorie deficit, but then it's another thing to what, find what your maintenance level is. And the number of calories that you need to maintain your current weight is, uh, is a process that's referred to as reverse dieting. So do you want to talk a little bit about what reverse dieting is? Um, sure. It's like the gradual increase uh, that helps your body adjust to higher calorie intake. Uh, this minimizes the risk of rapid weight regain and allows your metabolism to recover, right? Because you just came off of a deficit. You need to kind of let your body readapt to the higher calorie intake without putting on um, any more fat mass or, or muscle mass at the same time too quickly. Okay. And it's um, what kind of foods when you're in a calorie deficit should you be focusing on? And what kind of foods would you choose, if any, when you're in that maintenance phase? Um, we want nutrient-dense foods, right? Not a lot of protein shakes. Instead, we want um, lean protein sources, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, of course. Um, and in addition, continue to prioritize uh, regular exercise to help maintain you know, our muscle mass without um, decreasing that since we're in a calorie deficit. Okay. And let's say I'm someone who's been in a calorie deficit for so long to the point where I don't even notice it. I know that we have some people who struggle with that. How would you start digging them out of that hole to where to the point where you could actually get them some results of losing fat and gaining some muscle again? Um, well, it first starts with um, noticing that you've kind of plateaued. Um, if you notice that your uh, fat loss or your muscle gain, whichever your goal is, is kind of um, stagnant, um, you kind of want to revisit, like, maybe it's time to kind of change up your calorie intake. And honestly, I think that's mostly um, a mental battle. For people, it's it's hard to think that you are purposely trying to uh add more calories to your diet in order to get your body to react uh, in a different way and in order to cut or gain muscle mass. Okay, that makes sense. Um, now let's say that someone wants to be in a maintenance phase. At what point, how long should they really be in a maintenance phase? And how often do you recommend going into a calorie deficit, you know, alternating back and forth? I think it depends on the person's personal goals. Um, if they have a 
a weight loss goal of 20 plus pounds to lose, then we're going to have to only cycle through a maintenance phase for a very short amount of time. Whereas somebody who doesn't want to lose as much weight, but more so I think wants to gain muscle, they're going to have to really uh, consider going through a longer maintenance phase, even a longer bulking phase versus cutting phases often. Okay. And what would you say is the biggest mistake someone makes when they're trying to lose weight? Not adapting to the cycles and not being willing to try something uh, new and let their body and then and then letting their body kind of uh, adapt with it. Right? I think a lot of people rush the process and they're not willing to commit to the full uh, four to six week process. Right? After two or three weeks, most people just kind of are like, ah, I don't see results or I don't see the results that I want. So they cut the process short. Right? I think going through the entire cycle is super important and falling through with with your goals and your process is is key. Yeah, and I think that this is something that a lot of people uh, struggle with, and especially myself personally, is that it's easy to come into the gym and work out and be patient there just because, you know, it's entertaining, it's fun. And, you know, once you kind of get into a groove, it, you, you know, it's, it's not something that's that difficult. But when it comes to nutrition, when you're on your own and, you know, you don't have that external motivation of a class or, you know, of a coach, that that's where it really is tough because you know what are you doing the other 23 hours of the day and and it takes even more patience than people think you know just like how you said like people will try it for two weeks and then they'll just stop and it's keep in mind that nutrition is something that takes a long time i mean like let's say someone has been overweight for 10 years how long do you think it would take them to get to let's say lose a, a goal weight of like let's say 50 pounds 10 years you have to give your body the exact amount of time that you've put it through right your body adapted over a period of time to become to the point that it is you're going to have to give it the exact same amount of time to come back to the stage that you want it to be at instead plus we're only getting older so you know it's getting a little bit more difficult as we age and as we progress but always adapting i think is super important and we only have time time is is all that we have uh with us so why not try different things and you know try to adapt as we go and learn definitely learn and be very aware of your body i think if people were more aware of their body and how they felt and how they performed in the gym and and how uh they feel outside the gym i think i think that's where the most gains uh come from Oh yeah. And I think, and I know I'm victim of this is that I, sometimes I don't feel, or I mean, I don't feel how drained of energy I am until I start eating more calories again. Cause some, you know, when we're on the go, I mean, so many of us are busy. It's, it's hard to remember to eat. It's hard to remember to drink water. And then, you know, it's really easy to get in that spiral to the point where you don't even feel what it's like to be full of energy because of the calorie deficit. Naturally. Absolutely. And that's just another, that's your body adapting to not eating as well. I mean, it's a, it's a foreign thought for a lot of people to think that, but your body has adapted to the point of where you don't feel like you need that many calories or you don't feel hungry when in reality, your, your body and your energy level is starving. Yeah. And how much of the stomach shrinking has to do with that? Thank you. 
Oh, I think it's huge. You know, again, adaptation over time, your body will slowly, you know, become normal. I mean, your stomach will just get so small to the point where um, that's just normal for you. And again, it's going to take time to enlarge it again. I mean, you remember when you first, uh, when we first started dating, uh, you would make breakfast for me because I never ate breakfast before. Mm -hmm. And it would be one egg and it was one egg. For it was so, so hard long. for you to eat that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> it, was, it was a long time of just adapting. And now I, breakfast is my biggest meal and I Your look forward meal. to it and my yeah. favorite meal. Yeah, it's definitely your favorite meal. I can be testament to that. Took, you know, a total of almost 10 years. <laughs> I like what you said about adaptations because uh, I read something the other I can't remember where I read it, but it was really good and it said that your body is constantly adapting whether you're sitting, whether you're working out, whether you're overeating. So it doesn't matter what you're doing right now as you're listening to this, your body's adapting to doing something and you have full control over what it adapts to. Absolutely. And, you know, we test ourselves in the gym. We need to test ourselves in the kitchen as well. Yeah, it's definitely the hardest part. Yeah. What What's one thing that you would tell someone that would help them today get motivated to actually take action? And what would that be? way to know that you're in a calorie deficit or in a maintenance or in a bulking phase would be to track your food, right? And I know we say that a lot, but in all honesty, I can't reinforce that enough. Tracking your food and knowing for sure and for certain that you are consuming X amount of calories each and every day is the only way you're going to know for certain if you're, if you're doing it and if you're following through. That's absolutely right because I remember you always tell me to track my food and one of the biggest takeaways that I see when I finally do track is that I severely undereat on protein and I overeat on carbs and fat. And then carbs and fat are, are definitely a fat storage type of macronutrient. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a whole nother podcast I want to talk about is, you know, when people really try to start eating more protein, they naturally start overeating on carbs and fat. And that's the hardest thing is finding balance because we naturally want to pair protein with a side and when in reality, it's actually quite the opposite. We need a protein in a very small side or if not, honestly, most likely nothing, if anything, just vegetables, right? Or else you're just going to overeat on carbs and fat. So that's something that we can totally talk about in another episode is uh, balancing uh, the macros. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that'd be a very interesting one to talk about. So we emphasize the importance of cycling out of a calorie deficit and listening to your body to determine when it's time to transition. We also chatted about the concept of reverse dieting, a gradual process of increasing caloric intake to find what your maintenance level is and support a healthy metabolism. And by focusing on nutrient-dense foods and regular exercise, we're guided towards a sustainable approach to weight loss and overall well-being. Thank you so much for listening. If this was helpful, please leave us a five-star review so we know to make more content like this. Follow us on social media at Red Wolf CrossFit and feel free to send us questions there or if there's anything else that you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear it. Until next time, good luck, have fun. Nailed it. Nailed it.